Yeah, maybe <laughs> maybe I split personality disorder or something. But uh, no, there was a phase where I was wanting to like be the the gangster. Mm-hmm. I thought it was cool. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Forgive and Forget. My name is Hal Sadie, aka Halu, and today I have a guest for you. His name is Christian Laureano. He is a former Marine. He is a real estate agent. He is a podcast host. You can follow him on the Instagrams. It is at Christian, C-R-I-S-T-I-A-N, number one, Laureano, L-A-U-R-E-A-N-O. So at Instagram, in the you, it's in the show notes. Then his other... Um, his podcast, uh, blah, 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 blah. His podcast handle is podcast underscore unplugged. And his podcast is on Spotify. And it's a great podcast. He's had me on as a guest. So if you would like to listen to an interview about me, which, you know, I, I don't know how you're not tired of me, but I get it. You know, I'm very lovable, people. Anyway, back to Christian over here, okay? He is a lovely person. I met him actually at a. Tony Robbins event last year. And he's a great dude. And uh, please welcome Christian to the show. What's up, everybody? This is my buddy, Christian Loriano. He is a former Marine, a real estate agent and podcast host. He has, he actually had me on his podcast. What was the name of your podcast, buddy? Unplugged. It, where can you find that? It's on Spotify. Spotify. Okay, so hit it up on Spotify. This is my buddy Christian Laureano. Welcome to the show, dude. How you doing? Thanks for having me. I'm doing good, man. You know, just uh, been uh, traveling and you know moving to a new house, so it's been pretty busy. A start of the year, uh, this 2022, but I'm excited to be here. When when did you move into the house, dude? So I moved. You know, I actually bought it early January, but. Mm-hmm. You know, since I had to go to Mexico due to some like family emergency, I didn't move until this past like two weeks ago. Okay, <laughs> so you're you're just settling in then. Yeah, I'm just settling in. Okay, nice man. So, uh, tell me tell me a, bit, a little bit about yourself. Where did you grow up, dude? So I grew up in Chicago slash Wisconsin mm-hmm. uh, around when I was like. So I live in Chicago now, and I used to live here. Um, up to like third grade and then in third grade my family moved to wisconsin to a town called delvin it's like southeastern um small town a total like, cultural shock when i moved and um i i lived there like throughout up to like high school and then after high school i joined the marines wow okay so uh how how was uh do you remember growing up in, in Chicago before before you went to Wisconsin? Yeah, I you know I remember viv- uh, not viv- just some yeah some things uh, you know it's prom- predominantly Hispanic and also southeastern so you know between Hispanic and, and black mm-hmm. and um, you know yeah that was just like the normal uh, going to school as a kid just having the both languages to talk to yeah um and did, then, yeah mm-hmm. 
the, the, your parents only talked to you in Spanish, right? Yes, both my parents only spoke to us at, in Spanish at home. What and, did you uh, did you have like difficulties like uh, adjusting to like you know like oh school now everybody speaks English I don't speak the language or or, or was it like very intuitive and, and you're just like right right away for me yeah it was it was just intuitive intuitive uh, I think you know as a, before going to school I watched cartoons on TV and I just you know I didn't even think twice going to school it just came which nice. is which is like really cool it just shows how we're capable of like learning so many languages at a young age yeah yeah when you're a kid you're like a sponge right anything yeah. you absorb everything yeah that's that's really cool and i know i've heard like some schools like teach kids uh in like differently like two different languages oh really yeah that that was a thing and i you know i don't know how many do it but yeah well, there's yeah kids are sponges yeah um what was your favorite memory of chicago before you moved to wisconsin well like i don't know uh just going my favorite memories were like go the school but before like the holidays yeah like the best days <laughs> yeah where you uh, like have like a christmas party or something like a yeah. secret santa yeah do, do, do you like snow I I actually prefer warm weather. Yeah. Yeah. I like the sun and I mean I'm not even big on like snowboarding or skiing. Mm -hmm. I never got into it. Yeah. Cuz but uh yeah. Yeah, cuz like I I I I prefer the warm weather too, but when I was a kid like my my family would always go to like Canada and Michigan like like mm -hmm. back and forth. And but we would all always go like in, in the holidays. So Christmas time and all that sort of stuff, I, I would love it when, it when there was snow. Everybody else hated it because, like, they're like, snow is, like, that's what we see all the time. But, you know, I, I grew up in Costa Rica, so I didn't mm -hmm. have snow. So when we would go there, I'm like, oh, snow, it's amazing. But I, I guess, like, you have it all, when you have it all the time, it's like, I'm not a big fan. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Uh, I, I feel like if I would have grown up in – you know, Costa Rica or somewhere where it doesn't snow and I see snow, I'd be super excited um, and do all like the build a snowman and have a snowball fight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do you remember the age you guys moved to Wisconsin? I remember, you know, being third grade. So I think that's like 12. Okay. All right. Um, how, how was Wisconsin for you? Like, was it a big difference coming from Chicago? Well, it was a smaller town. Uh, the population, I think, of Delavan is like seven to eight thousand people. Okay. Um, you know, small town. Um, it was yeah, it was definitely a lot quieter, and you know, I got it took some adjusting, and also you know, going to school and you know, being like like not that many Mexicans around, so. Mm -hmm you know it was uh it was different yeah I, I can imagine man um you yeah so like seven to eight thousand people you said yeah that's that's, that's around the same <laughs> amount of people where i live now it's mm -hmm. it, it's interesting to because you lived in chicago was it were you like 
in the in the heart of Chicago or or like more of the outskirts growing up? What's well, within the city limits? I know that we gotta like buy a city sticker and like this the public transportation runs through mm-hmm. here. But I know that it's not as you know. There's other parts of the city that are way more populated than mine. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm technically inside the city. I'm I'm five minutes away from the Indiana state line. I'm you know southeast. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, so like you were pretty much surrounded by people, and then when you moved to that town, was it like, oh wow, there's no one here, or 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 like, or where you had, did you have a bunch of people like in your neighborhood? So you barely noticed the difference. No, it was, you know, it was a lot more quieter. You know, I was used to like cars, the, the, the noise of the city, just, you know, yeah, freaking, yeah, mostly cars and, you know, there's a lot of car noise out here and then it was all gone. It was, wow. But, um, did, uh, did, did you like going to school? In Wisconsin? Yeah, and both Wisconsin yeah. and Chicago. Yeah, I did. You know, mo- you know, definitely had more. You know, subjects that I had like you know phases. I think mm-hmm. if uh, if I was like um, there were subjects that interested me, I would you know excel. But if they didn't, I was the type that uh, just. I'm like I I could know this I could learn this I have the capability but it just didn't interest me. Yeah. What What was your favorite subject? I know I had like history was one, mm-hmm. and I had a phase where like I was just killing math. Like I was like the best in my nice grade dude. math and my and uh, but yeah, just like I was that kind of student. Like I, I just needed to be interested in it. Yeah. Because I it was. <laughs> What were you gonna say? I was gonna say I was gonna say that I, you know, I have the capability to learn, but it's just like I, I see it. I'm like, well, what's the point? <laughs> <laughs> so you and I are kindred spirits that way, because uh, I, unless I was interested, and and it was honestly like what made me interested was the teacher. If the teacher was a good teacher, I would pay attention. But if the teacher wasn't a good teacher, I'd be like, ah, oh, all right, now I gotta. <laughs> um, but I'm I'm also a history buff. Uh, I, I history is one of my favorite things. Um, I wasn't that much of a like I I was good at math if the teacher was good, then. But I, I wasn't much of a studier. Uh, so uh, so you you like mm-hmm. certain subjects? Did did you like playing sports? I in high school I you know I joined football. I did wrestling. Um, I like more of the aspect of just staying active. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, I did, you know, I did join sports teams, and you know, I I wasn't like the star, but yeah, I was in the middle. Yeah, um, yeah, football, wrestling. As a kid, uh, you know, my my dad put me into soccer. Yeah, what was which one was your the one you would enjoy the most? I actually started liking wrestling more. Yeah. Wrestling, yeah, it was because I started, you know, I, I was terrible at the beginning. Um, I, I was uh, put in as a heavyweight 
at, at like 220 i was like 220 mexican mm-hmm. five mm-hmm. five nine <laughs> and i was wrestling these big country cornfed people <laughs> <laughs> so i like i would get you know i, I would get destroyed probably a lot of them but eventually i started like learning a couple move like a couple wrestling moves and tossing people mm-hmm. and that's when it got fun okay like, okay you're like yeah. oh i can fight back now <laughs> yeah <laughs> so i started getting fun and you know as as the season progressed you know getting better conditioning and all that and yeah i started getting fun how long were you in wrestling probably just junior and senior year okay was that around the same time you played football too? Yeah, yeah. So, oh, did do you think you're, you're the like what what position did you play in football? I was a defensive lineman. Do you think like playing being a defensive lineman like you could like transfer a little bit of those skills into wrestling or no? Yeah, yeah. Just being explosive. Yeah, the wrestling and football are really. You know, good sports that go along with each other. If mm-hmm. you know, I know for like tackling, um, you know, getting low and wrestlers are good at tackling. Yeah. Yeah, I just, yeah, I just wish I would have started earlier. <laughs> yeah, I have the same feeling with a lot of things too, man. <laughs> uh, yeah. When you played soccer, what was that like? Was that a big sport? Like your family was into, or or you you weren't really that into it. Yeah, definitely soccer had more, had more linkage to my culture. Mm-hmm. Um, watching it on TV on the weekends. Um, having, I know my dad was a big soccer fan of the, like, uh, he grew up, or Guadalajara. Mm-hmm. Chiva, Chivas de Guadalajara. Okay, okay. Um, yeah, he was a big fan, and I... You know that's that's what I rooted as a kid. So, yeah, not, not so much anymore. Okay, uh, I you know keep up with football. Um, yeah, you know it's funny. Like uh, I grew uh, growing up in Costa Rica, I, I I used to follow the the San Jose team, which is called Saprisa, and uh, the owner of the Chivas de Guadalajara, he bought Saprisa for like, I think he had he owned it for like three or four years. So like there was like this um like I guess it was they weren't like I mean they were owned by the same guy but they they didn't have like the same uh, uh what you call it like I I'm forgetting the word oh, right just, now yeah. but yeah administration but the, yeah like yeah I mean I, it was like I don't know it wasn't the same uh, coaching staff or anything like that but it was owned by the same the, the same guy but so I thought it was yeah. interesting that. Like uh, you mentioned that your dad was a big fan of the Chivas. I'm like, oh, that, uh, that guy owned Saprisa for a while. Vergara? Was his yeah, name yeah, Vergara? Vergara? Yeah, that's the guy. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I don't follow uh, uh, Costa Rican soccer anymore because it was like, oh, man, it's it's a lot of a lot of stuff going on in there. And I, I'm like, ah, I, I, I can't watch that anymore. <laughs> but uh, uh, so did, did you follow Chivas for a while? Yeah, as a kid, I was a big fan. They won like a championship, and I, you know, saw the players. And uh, right, even even today, I'll go watch a game if I'm in Guadalajara ever. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, going to the stadium's fun. Yeah, yeah, going to the stadium is fun, and yeah, you don't have to keep up with it to go and have fun. Yeah, 
Do you remember what, what position you played? Soccer? Mm-hmm. I was, no, I was a kid. I think it was just like, just play. <laughs> yeah, just run around behind the ball. Um, yeah, I think I tried playing more soccer like in middle school. Mm-hmm. And I was, I think like as forward. Okay. Yeah. So you're, you're scoring the goals. Yeah. <laughs> would've, 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 if I would've, if I would've um so uh right around the time uh like uh in your uh junior and senior year you're playing uh football and you're doing you're wrestling. Um is there like do you have very fond memories of your high school high school days? Yeah, I went to uh so in Wisconsin, it was Lake Geneva, Wisconsin, mm-hmm. which is like touristy because they, they have a lake and a lot of people from Chicago. It's like two hour drive from Chicago. Um, I went to, you know, the high school there and, you know, it be, being like a lake town, like that high school was, you know, it had a lot of like extra curricular type classes, like they had a like auto shop class, mm-hmm. culinary class. Um, uh, you know, I had fun in that in that high school, uh, and then I moved to Delavan, back to Delavan. Yeah. And that that high school wasn't as loaded with all the like extra classes. It was just mostly just like the basic, you know, the, the required ones by the state. And then it had like I don't know, like a farming class, mm-hmm. and like a couple like you know extra curricular class but not like culinary and yeah. cool ones I, yeah. I had like in at the first high school i went to they had like a wood wood uh woodworking class mm-hmm. you could make your own little things yeah yeah how old were you when you when you were out of high school which high school uh like uh like like complete like completely out of high school oh, uh, off out of high school yeah it's like 18 18 so you, yeah. you you joined the Marines right away? No, I had like a year. Okay. What what yeah. did you do in that year? I just wore like an odd job. I was I worked at a like vegetable plant, like a vegetable packaging mm-hmm. plant, and uh, yeah, just you know worked for a bit. What was that like? It, it was it was nice, you know. A lot of people, a lot of people that that are there for like 20 years at the same factory. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you know, I, I started working early too. So, you know, I would, throughout high school, I even had jobs at like KFC. Um, I worked as a busser, mm-hmm. um, dishwasher, you know, did a, a lot of different jobs and it just, uh, yeah, it just gave me a taste of, you know, the the responsibility. Like uh, yeah, responsibility and so many different types of jobs. How old were you when you got your first job? I, I think I was like 15 when I started wow. at KFC. Nice, man. They were pretty young. Yeah, it was, uh, you know, growing up, first-generation immigrant, um, you know, seeing like my high school like like classmates just Mm -hmm. you know having nice clothes or not like i'm like shit i gotta work for it like 
Mm -hmm. My parents are just, you know, trying to survive basically. Um, so yeah, I had, to, I had to work. But did do you feel like having to work that early like gave you uh, an appreciation for pretty much everything? Yeah, I'm sure it uh, gave me some work ethic. It gave me confidence, and you know that I can do new jobs and learn quickly and adapt. Um, and then joining the military, a lot of a lot of the people in the in the Marines, um, that's just like that's like their technically like first job out of high school. Yeah. So like I just I just I'm like I know what it's like. At, in the real world, I guess, in the civilian world, having to work, show up and work on time and, mm -hmm. you know, getting paid hourly and all that. And then so joining the Marines, a lot of people were like disgruntled. And I'm like, this is probably the same you'll find in a real job out in the real world. Yeah. It's not as as bad. But uh, yeah, just like I like the Marines, you know, you. It's definitely different. You got to shoot guns. Uh, <laughs> got a bunch of toys. Yeah. And, um. Mm -hmm. What uh? Before you joined the Marines, like, was there like a something that stands out like in your year, like your transitional year, like you're like, oh, that was cool. In the transitional year, it was really just trying to get in shape and stay in shape to like be able to qualify um so you you had you you already knew you wanted to join the marines yeah out of high school i knew i wanted to join i just mm -hmm. so you know i graduated you know in june-ish right mm -hmm. once school's out and then i didn't join, i didn't leave till march of the next year okay so i had all that time to just you know work and stay in shape but uh, it was all in the works you know that that's what i wanted to do and yeah I didn't really know what I would go to college for. Um, that's what everybody was like doing. It's like college or military. Yeah. Did Did you know you wanted to join the Marines, or or was it like, or or were you like, oh man, I might like this branch or this branch over here, or, or it was just like, man, Marines are my my place to go. At, you know, at first, for a bit, it was like the Air Force. At first, yeah, it was the Air Force. I'm like, oh, the Air Force, they get a, they get all the nice things. They get taken care of, it seems. <laughs> and then uh, somewhere uh, in between, yeah, I think that was like a junior in high school. But then, mm -hmm. then like later in my senior year, I'm like, oh, the Marines have that edge. They're like the, the toughest branch and all the, you know, the few, the proud all that mm -hmm. yeah it just kind of like oh you know what what would i what would i benefit the most in the long run and it felt like oh the the challenge i wanted the challenge mm -hmm. the the title marine um definitely adventure. sounds a lot cooler marine than airmen no no offense to the air force but the marine sounds a lot cooler <laughs> yeah unless you're like a jet fighter pilot yeah which is very cool airman. too <laughs> yeah then that'd be cool but if you're just going to be an airman or a Marine, yeah, you know. Yeah, and actually it's weird because when I was a kid, I had like a little rebel phase where I wanted to be like a gangbanger. Yeah? Be, yeah, that was, I don't know. 
were asking me about, you know, going to school and I had like a rebel phase. Yeah. And uh, I think really what I, what I wanted was like camaraderie at the time. That's what I was like looking for, like a sense of, you know, brotherhood. And, you know, years later, I was, I joined the Marines, which is like a big. Yeah. Game. Big brotherhood. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. yeah but then what, what, yeah. what made you snap out of like wanting to be in a gang? Um, I just grew out of it. I mm. mean, I, I was getting in trouble in school and stuff and, you know, it was Wisconsin. So luckily it was in Chicago. Yeah. <laughs> There's real games. Yeah. Man. Um, uh, I just eventually like grew out of it. Um, I just, I, yeah, just like, Oh, um, it's not gonna lead anywhere. Um, I know like I got in trouble cause I was like underage drinking mm-hmm. and, uh, how, how like, old were you? Like in like my freshman year okay. or no, even might've been even like eighth grade. Okay. Well, okay. My, my first drink was when I was 12. So, so we're pretty, pretty close. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is it, uh, was it Costa Rica? Yeah. Yeah, dude. Uh, it was like a, so like a new year's party, like we were at the beach and my cousin and I were like, oh man, we should get drunk, you know, cause you're 12 years old. You want to be an adult or whatever. And like, mm-hmm. and we were like at, a, at an all inclusive resort. So like, you just needed to find someone. Hey, can you get me a drink and convince the right person and they'll get you a drink. Yeah. And I don't remember if we actually convinced the bartender to give us a drink or if like we convinced, convinced someone else like, Hey man, just get us a drink and we won't say anything. But it was uh, like, we, we got pretty drunk. Like I, it was probably like two or three drinks, but you know, when, when you're that age, like you don't have yeah. no you can't mm-hmm. hold your liquor at all right so <laughs> yeah <laughs> but uh but dude you seem like such a nice dude um how like i i, I don't really see like you had a like I, I not that i can't see but it's like you you're such a nice dude and you're so relaxed and so like and then suddenly like you you got this rebel phase in you like it doesn't like i i don't yeah, I, 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 I couldn't picture that you know what i mean yeah, maybe <laughs> maybe I was with personality disorder or something. But uh, no, there was a phase where I was wanting to like be the the gangster. Mm-hmm. I thought it was cool because I went out. I visited my family in Mexico, mm-hmm. and there they had like little street gangs that okay. actually like hung out in their little their little barrio, and, and like they had their territory, and it just seemed so hip to me, yeah. like so like the culture. Okay actually i think that's what it was like it's a cool thing be a gangster and have your gang and yeah yeah it was a big like yeah i mean it was real there but coming back to wisconsin it just didn't it was it was weird <laughs> <laughs> i don't know uh, of costa rica is like that probably in the like uh, there's there's a little bit of that but I guess it depends on who you're hanging around with. Cause like I had a few friends that like, you know, they were really big uh, soccer fans and they would go to like, you know how like uh, each team has their, uh, like, like their main, like uh, support. Yeah. Uh, And if, but the, the, 
the the team um I'm, I'm forgetting the word right now but like let's call it the team gang because that that's essentially what they were yeah. like they'd get in fights over the, the the soccer team right which is like all right more power to you i guess but like and mm-hmm. i like if you hung out in those circles like you could get involved in that real quick but i i, I pretty much stayed away from stuff like that i don't know I, like i will i i ha- see i didn't have that rebel phase in me like that like i was a rebel in different ways um and honestly i wasn't that much of a rebel either <laughs> so mm-hmm. but uh but you can easily get involved in that if 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 you were like yeah. seeking it out yeah i've um, seen that I've seen that even in mexico the like the soccer the soccer like the ones that are like having the drums and like yeah dude singing they're like the they'll fight for their team yeah dude they they literally fight for their team and like they put graffiti on the walls and they're like oh the mm-hmm. uh so they're like they're the the two biggest teams the their 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 air quote gangs were like the one is the la doce and the other one's like la ultra morada like if you're a part of those these people like these uh these groups man like like just just the the sight of the other person like that that alone could like set someone off i'm like ah oh, dude that that does not sound <laughs> like my like my 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 um uh, my hanging ground so my yeah i actually got in a couple of fights as a little like as a teenager yeah other people like yeah the guy had like in lake Geneva, the guy had like uh his hat the like to the left oh yeah like, the opposite king and yeah i was that was a mess <laughs> <laughs> but it seems like i was young i was like 13 14 yeah seems like people wouldn't want to mess with you though like Actually, yeah, I was I looked older from my age at like 13, 14. I probably looked 18. Yeah. And yeah. I like my body grew fast. And dude, you you look really strong too. So it's like, ah, dude, I, I don't want to mess with that. <laughs> yeah, you know, that's that's funny you say that because then I got really calm. I got like I, I got involved in church later mm-hmm. in life. Like I had that rebel phase. And I think I'm like, oh shit, I'm gonna ruin my life if i go down this path so i had like the church phase in high school yeah where i got more passive okay like and then that passivity like kind of followed me in wrestling i was like nice i was like the nice (laughs) but that i had that edge somewhere in my makeup it just had to dig it out (laughs) yeah i just like yeah like put it away though because it wasn't coming out in wrestling but Mm -hmm. It came out in the in the Marines, like in the Marines, okay. I, I kind of like got back that edge. And it's like, you know, you, I met you at a personal development event. Mm-hmm. And what I like see is that we all have these components inside of us, a time in our life where we were this or that, that we kind of need to summon at different times. Yeah. And it's like, shit, that's just, it's just like a tenacity that... Mm-hmm. Yeah, it could like burn the whole house down. Yeah, or it could it could light the fire. Yeah, you can harness it, or it can like it can burn you up, right? Yeah, that, yeah, like the the fire and stuff, like the elements thing that um, you know about. Yeah, yeah. Um, so when you joined the Marines, like, what, what, how was there like a culture shock for you? Um. No, it's just a very masculine environment. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so I think that, you know, I went to boot camp in San Diego. Mm-hmm. Was um, it uh, Pendleton? No. Well, Pendleton is part of it. Okay. Um, it's Marine Corps Recruit Depot, San okay. Diego. Okay. And um, then, then like, in one of the months, like, one month in, you go to Pendleton. Okay. And you do a month like a month there you go back to recruit depot in the like it's like right by the airport it's by okay. the san diego airport i think if you if you like once you land on san diego airport you could see like a sign that says marine corps recruit depot okay if is you're it, like in the right angle okay is that, where is 29 palms is, is that nearby it's near palm springs California, okay an hour okay. like an hour an hour and a half okay um in the Mojave Desert. It's by Joshua Tree National okay. Park. Okay. No, that's, you know, some people enjoy going to camp there and stuff. It's nice. Yeah. I've, uh, I've been there once. So it was pretty. Um, what, uh, so did you enjoy going through boot camp? You know, you get used to it. I, I know that. It's like a mental thing, but at mm-hmm. the same, I guess the way I looked at it was like hundreds of Marines go through boot camp or, you know, thousands probably in a year, right? Mm-hmm. In a year, a bunch, like a thousands of Marines go through that training, make it I'm like, it's, you know, it's challenging, you know, it's 13 weeks of, you know, waking up, it's like once the lights turn on, you know. Get, get out of your bunk and get in line. Hello, my fellow forgetter. I hope you're enjoying yourself and having a good old dandy day. Now you just sit back and relax while you keep tuning in to Forgive and Forget with Hal Sadie. Oh, yeah. And it's like 13 weeks of that. But... You know, strangely enough, um, your body just gets used to it all, which is, you know, the cool thing about, I think, our bodies and ourselves. Yeah, yeah. It's like you can learn a habit and, you know, it becomes easy after a while. Yeah. You keep doing it. Um, you know, you know, I got out and, I, you know, did I like it? It was looking back on it. It it was uh, definitely memorable. Yeah. <laughs> it was. You, you will it was, remember it. Yeah, I remember it. it. It's supposed to be challenging, and mm-hmm. you know, not not like the you know jokiest or. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you don't have much time. I don't know. I don't know how to describe boot camp. You don't have much time for yourself. I guess that's the yeah. best way to describe it. You gotta. Be in line. It's very. Do they give you like time to hang out with with uh, your fellow recruits, or or there's no time? Every for that? every day you have like an hour of it's called square away time, mm-hmm. and um, in that square away time you could like talk and, you know, but you know it is a lot of it's an indoctrination. Yeah, you're learning about the principles of values, and you're drilling Marine Corps drill. Um, and you're not, you're not supposed to talk like 
while you're doing all the drilling and mm-hmm. you're actually doing a lot of cleaning too <laughs> this is like a big discipline indoctrination thing yeah uh i guess like joining a fraternity okay you know you know how the, the new i don't know what they're called but the new the new people in the fraternity like they gotta like do oh, the, laundry i think they're recruits right well i guess they're in college i don't know what they call them recruits initiates or something yeah there you go that, that's it yeah that yeah but i mean it's probably nothing it's not like a whole oh, amount of it oh dude it's, it's not gonna compare at all <laughs> <laughs> yeah they just get hazed a little bit and that's about it yeah a lot of drinking mm-hmm. but yeah marine corps boot camp it's hazing of with your body and doing jumping jacks it's and like push-ups. a 20 24 hour <laughs> hazing right <laughs> yeah that's they would call it it if you if you fuck up i guess you would get it'd okay uh intensive training i guess that's what it stands for mm-hmm. and it's like you'd go and you'd go to like a pit or this or the what is it called the quarter deck and you know mm-hmm. just start doing push-ups uh what is it called they had different names side shadow hops but it's yeah. jumping jack jumping jacks there we go okay and like these four different exercises and then the drill instructor would call them out and you have to do them like if he calls them out you have to repeat it out loud and then do them mm-hmm. the whole thing is like using your voice and communicating yeah and like making sure you get what they're saying okay yeah um after boot camp i've heard the changes but I, I mean i've never been through so uh what how different is it from like being through the like going through boot camp and then once you get out like what the, the experience how, how dif- different is it well after boot camp you never go through anything like that ever again in your career as a, in the military but you are expected to you know um follow like the common courtesy principles mm-hmm. which are like if you depending on your rank you you have to like stand, you know stand at parade rest when talking to like a superior mm-hmm. or like a higher rank or you gotta address them by their rank yeah um, you gotta like salute officers if you see them um if they're like a certain rank and above you gotta like literally call out that they're on they're on uh they're inside or like say attention on deck yeah um, yeah but if you're you're you, when you, when you're in the lower ranks you're expected to follow it a lot more okay um, but then it starts getting more relaxed as you progress but it's it is that environment you know that is the culture inside the military you know you know giving the proper grading of the day which you know it's like if it's a you know sergeant you say good morning sergeant and you're expected to say it you can't just like walk past somebody and not Mm -hmm. acknowledge their existence yeah wow that's so if you go into like a military military base and you go to like to the store like their px it's called post exchange Mm -hmm. you probably like see if you're in uniform if you're in civilian attire then you just act like civilian and nobody knows your rank (laughs) okay I mean, unless you, they directly work with you and you see them out and about, then you're like expected to say, "Hey, good afternoon, gunnery sergeant." Mm-hmm. But if you don't know them, you just kind of like um, 
I don't know, just sneak sneak by. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's that's what it's like inside the military base. What was what was your MOS? Military police. Military police. Okay. How yeah. how long were, how long were, uh, did you do that for? I did that for like you know after after boot camp I went to the military police school and um which was like 3 3 years and like 8 months. Okay. Wow. So after training after training so the whole the whole contract for me was 4 years. 4 years, okay. Did did you enjoy the, the military police? Yeah, I enjoyed it. Um I it has two sides when I was in. I don't know it still has two sides. The the first side it's like the regular what you would expect the like your local police to be mm-hmm. for the base. I guess it's the the base's police force, you know, you know patrolling the streets, mm-hmm. doing traffic stops, uh answer, or responding to um domestic calls or have you what you know whatever you have but you know most military bases because the population is mostly military are you know pretty quiet and Mm -hmm. aren't crime infested yeah but uh the second side of the military police is like the the going on to a combat zone side which is like the flag jacket uh kevlar mm-hmm. um you know machine guns uh yeah hum- humbees tactical vehicles it's like the one that's ready to like deploy and uh that one you know you that's what you train up to like deployments and working alongside um you know allies mm-hmm. and like pretty much they do field forensics. They do canine, um, which is like you know, um, they do control point training. Mm-hmm. They, that's what the military police would do in okay. a, in the combat zone. Um, you know, uh, detainee operations. What else do they do? Yeah, a little. A uh, control. Yeah, did I say that control points? Yeah. Did. Did did they have you do both of them, or did you focus yeah, mostly I did. on one? Yeah, I did two years in the the field side. It's called, and uh, that's the training and out in the out in the field. Mm-hmm. Literally, um, which was I enjoyed it more. I enjoyed yeah. that more than the yeah. like base police. Okay, I, I I guess it could. It's more. Let's call it eventful. Yeah um it could be it could have been more eventful if i would have deployed mm-hmm. i you know i didn't see combat or combat zone so okay no i'm fortunate right i think yeah mm-hmm. where 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 did they have you do uh all of that was all of that in san diego the field unit was in okinawa japan Okinawa. okay wow okay so you yeah. spent two years in japan yeah okinawa how how how'd you like that I loved it. It's like Okinawa. It's like their Hawaii for them, which mm-hmm. is like, you know, beaches everywhere. Um, there was like a curfew imposed on the, on us as Marines, as military. We weren't allowed off base like after midnight, <laughs> and like we, if you were like under a certain rank, 
mm-hmm. you had to be out in town with uh with like a, another person another another marine okay yeah like ma- marines are like you're supposed to do everything with a buddy right from what i've heard well yeah yeah it doesn't hurt i guess um uh, what do you mean by that like because from what i've heard like like even if you go i guess it it, it, it's different if you're on base but like from what i've heard right i've only like listened to podcasts and stuff like that from but it's like if you're out in the field like if you have to go to the bathroom you need a buddy to go with you like to to like watch your six or whatever and um and, and things like that like you always have to have someone to like give you support Definitely, definitely, you know, you're trained to, you know, have, you know, have accountability, mm-hmm. I guess, you know, definitely that's, you know, fire team. Um, yeah. So you would have to go out, off base with the battle buddy. Um, at least that was the case when I was there. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Things, things probably change all the time. Mm-hmm. Marines probably now last thing last time i heard they were allowed to yeah you know go off base on their own but i'm sure there's restrictions they don't want they don't want marines getting in trouble with like the local japanese people Mm -hmm. because you know they are there as visitors really on you know foreign land you know i mean after world war ii i mean the u.s became japan's like security force yeah Cause they're they're um, they're well at least their military was disbanded, but uh, they okay they do have like maybe like a security force in case mm-hmm. of something, but they don't have a military so okay, I know like the U.S. that's what the U.S. is doing there mm. for the most part I don't know that you know they probably have a lot of secret yeah confidential <laughs> things that I don't fucking know about <laughs> they have their hands in but you know yeah. I know that Japan doesn't have military itself. Uh, did did you have to learn Japanese while you were there? No, I didn't have to learn it, um, but you know, I did pick up like the small words like "thank you" mm-hmm. was "inarigato," "kasaimas," and the you know "good morning." Um, small words. Mm-hmm. Um, did, but, uh, yeah. When you were when you were on leave, did did you get to explore, or or you pretty much just hung around the base? Well, yeah, when we were on leave, um, or even on a, like a long weekend, mm-hmm. I I got to go to like Tokyo. Nice. How was that? Tokyo was fun. It's you know city. Um, I went there like in the cold time. It was like New Year's and Thanksgiving that we had like long weekends. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, Tokyo. You know what I really liked about it was that their subway just can get you all over the city okay you don't have to like uh, yeah we we did take a couple taxis but like subway was so easy to get around and uh like inexpensive and uh yeah just uh clean i, I love like the cleanliness of mm-hmm. it, the, it being such a big city and just the people were so courteous um and just you know we had different than america for sure than american big cities yeah in america uh, well it just you didn't see a lot of like 
tension and mm-hmm. like passive aggressiveness. Yeah. Maybe I mean, granted, I was there only a weekend, right? Yeah, you know, it's it's no, but really clean and very they were really courteous of each other. Mm-hmm. Um, is is are there because uh, are the signs? I've never been to to Japan. Um, so are the signs like? Do they have like in English translations, or, or is it all just just Japanese kanji? I think it's called. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, like, so how 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 do you get around with that? Yes, you know, there are like probably in like the subways mm-hmm. um, and like the tourist parts. There was English, but most okay. mostly it was just our cell phones. Okay, know. just Google Maps or something guys, like that. Yeah, like. Google really got us around the like, <laughs> tourist parts like Shibuya was like where um where it's like their Times Square looking mm-hmm. thing yeah of Tokyo that was like the popular part and then like like the, the night scene part I forgot the name but there's like a lot of bars mm-hmm. and uh we went to like the big shopping center where they have the gun Gunnam like statue okay that's pretty cool uh you know tokyo disney okay yeah it was it was nice did uh um oh geez i, I had a question i forgot anyway uh are you, are you a big disney fan or, or not really yeah disney disney is you know fun to watch um i'm not like the biggest like hardcore like mickey yeah. mouse you know? <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah I'll, Oh, watch a Disney movie. They're very, you know, happy ending type and mm-hmm. good feely. Okay, I, I remember what I was gonna ask you. So, do do you have to go out with your uniform, or, or were you able, uh, or were you allowed to go like without, like you know, just civilian clothes? Civilian clothes. Yeah. Yeah, actually. Yeah, civilian clothes. They they want you to go out in civilian clothes more than so you don't because you already stand out. Yeah. You're not oh, yeah, Japanese security or safety and yeah yeah I, I would have hated to go out in uniform didn't know, everybody like knows I'm a marine <laughs> and like I don't want to get picked on on my free time yeah <laughs> yeah um so you were in, in in Japan for two years right yeah and so when you come when you came back from Japan were you done with your service or, or did you still had like some time to uh, left to serve so yeah, after twenty nine, I mean, after Japan, it was twenty nine palms for like the extra year. Okay, how was that? It was yeah, that was different. It's you know, it, yeah, twenty nine palms is just a lot of desert. Um, it's like an hour away from Palm Springs. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't like it. <laughs> <laughs> that was totally different. Different than a tropical island where people go to vacation. Yeah. I don't think everybody's going on vacation and completely desert. different vibe, right? Yeah. yeah. Um yeah, dude, I remember when I was uh when I lived in LA, I was looking for houses all over the place and we were looking, you know, we look for lots and stuff like that. And all the time I'd see these lots in 29 palms are like a couple eight acres large and stuff like and they're like 20 grand i'm like why are these lots so cheap and then i looked it up like oh because there's a marine base like right around the corner so like you're just gonna be hearing like you know 
weapons all the time and like explosions from like people training and stuff like that i'm like oh that makes a lot of sense <laughs> well yeah and it's in the middle of nowhere yeah <laughs> yeah so it was kind of like a big uh you enjoy japan then you get there it's like ah, this is not my thing yeah definitely different i'm like shit i wish one of my friends from that i was stationed in japan with mm-hmm. he got he got a station in san diego okay in miramar and oh. i would visit him i'm like two different complete worlds <laughs> <laughs> oh man so you don't even get so they just like you don't get to pick where you go you know they do have a they have a, like a wish list thing you mm-hmm. could like suggest where you would wish to go and if you're lucky you know you and if they, people need yeah, and if they need your mos there then sure we'll go but uh you know i, I didn't do that <laughs> <laughs> what what where would have you where did you wish to go at the time um i'd probably san diego yeah yeah san diego i know if you're stationed as a marine there you know you get housing and you just gotta live in southern california which is like nice everybody wants to live yeah, dude, San Diego is awesome. I love it there. Uh, the weather, um, yeah, definitely. Um, so, how long ago did like did you get out of the military? Twenty nineteen. Twenty nineteen. So you've been out almost three years now. Yeah. Okay. What uh, uh, what what did you what did you want to do when you got out? Well entrepreneurship just wanted yeah. to you know work for myself and be my own boss and uh did start doing real estate mm-hmm. um yeah and that's what i'm doing now okay how uh how, how do you like doing the real estate stuff uh you know i, I enjoy it it's uh definitely you can be creative and there's so many ways to, um, like, learn and, like, ways to make money in real estate. Mm-hmm. It's one of, like, the best things to invest in because of uh, just the way the laws are set up here in the United States. There's so many, like, tax, like, options to, like, mm-hmm. um, save save more most of your money that you make off of, off of the real estate purchase and... Um, definitely, you know, real estate historically just always goes up in value. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I, you know, I, you know, I did like dabble with like Amazon, like I wanted to offer time. I wanted to like sell on Amazon and that's, that's clean it, um, too, but it's like, yeah, you, it's more of a, you know, be how be. I feel like a lot more hands-on yeah um than just real estate real estate is just in my opinion it's gonna oh people are always gonna need a place to live and mm-hmm. um yeah the the amazon fba um you know that's probably something good too that's funny man because like me and my cousin we're, we're trying to set up an fba store it's funny mm-hmm. you mentioned that how, how long did you do that for? The FBA thing was like probably like six months. You didn't like uh, it much? No. 
no i, I was i didn't really even start i was just okay. i i did like the you know i got like the search uh it was sound base um mm-hmm. platform where you like you know see what's uh what's selling mm-hmm. um and then you know the whole point the whole goal was right to like see what's selling and then what i can like buy in china mm-hmm. and then sell it myself on amazon that yeah that's making like seven to ten k a month yeah right and then so it's not like as big where i'm gonna have a lot of competition yeah um, from people who have like who know like it, it's a good business but uh yeah yeah, I didn't really like start it though. Okay. Um, and so you started doing podcasting like in November, correct? Yeah. How, how have you been liking doing that? You know, I enjoy it. I enjoy um, having these kind of conversations and, mm-hmm. you know, getting to know people um, and different walks of life, uh, different, you know, perspectives. Well, mostly, yeah, you're not, you know, I've interviewed people who are like in the personal development space and um, about, you know, spirituality and getting ahead and mm-hmm. moving forward and um, not, you know, not being a, a victim, mm-hmm. like having that like victim mentality. And yeah, definitely. Um, I enjoy it. I, I do enjoy it. And um, I know you, you've said like it's consistency and which is like just doing it <laughs> yeah dude that's all that's mm-hmm. all it is is like you get consistent and then you know you apply a little different like we can talk off air after like like oh like because i've been learning a bunch of stuff to in, in terms of like marketing and stuff like that so we can talk about that a little bit later and then we can like you know trade ideas and stuff like that uh but the the main thing is consistency right because like the best way to get good is by doing it and the more you do it the 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 better you get so it's it's just a little process right cuz i've been doing this for about i was do I, I honestly don't remember how long but it's like i think it's like 4 or 5 years now mm. and if you listen to my my first episodes they are horrible like i'm not saying the ones i'm making right now are great i i I will say the ones when I interview people, I I, I feel really great about because I'm really good at that. But the other ones, like you can tell, like, like I'm a million times better than than I used to be. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's ridiculous. So just just you know, consistency is the, the biggest thing, and then have fun mm-hmm. with it, right? Like that's the other part of it. Um, yeah. dude, what a where can people uh, find you? Like, well, I am on unplugged on spotify i also have the unplugged podcast on instagram mm-hmm. and at christian one loriano okay on instagram all right and anything else you'd like to say well you know thank you very much for having me on here i uh, just want to say you know times are changing and uh you know i, I see i think the future is bright you know definitely I agree. Uh, the, you know, everybody should be doing what they love, what they're passionate about, mm-hmm. and make money from what they're passionate about. Um, and you know, give your loved ones a big hug at night. 
dude. <laughs> or you know, always always spend the quality time because you never know when it could be somebody's last. I know, bro. I know. Uh, dude, thank you for coming on, man. It was it was a blast having you on. Um, and we'll we'll keep in touch, and uh, I'll talk to you no. later, man. Thanks for coming on, buddy. Talk to you later, Cal. That is it for the podcast, people. I hope you enjoyed it. And if you enjoy this podcast, please subscribe. And if you would like to follow my shenanigans on the interwebs, I am at Halu2 on Instagram, K-H-A-L-U, the number two. And Halu.Vision on TikTok, K-H-A-L-U.Vision. And if you would like to support this podcast... Well, do I have a deal for you? Would you like to be an entrepreneur? Are you an entrepreneur? Would you like to sell your products on the webs? Would you like to sell your services on the webs? Well, there is a way for you to do it and that's very streamlined. And you can look, look, you can sell your products or services online in just 30 days, okay? This is called the One Funnel Away Challenge. It's a 30-day challenge and that can get you the business and funnel building results you're looking for faster okay and that means a challenge designed to help get you more leads more customers more exposure more sales more revenue I mean I think if you like money this is a great way to go so if you're looking to accelerate your business growth online and get personal hands-on training to create your first or next online business or funnel this is where you go you go to linktree slash hollow 2 you click on the button that says support podcast dash OFA stand for one funnel away and if you sign up through there, 100% of the proceeds come to this podcast. And you get to do this challenge. It's a 30-day challenge. Every day, you learn something new. You build the, 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 the funnel day by day. And it's a great way to sell your product. And what, what is a funnel, you ask? So a funnel, a sales funnel is it's pretty much a landing page streamlined to have one page with your sales copy, your sales video, all the information about your product. All in one page, and it makes it easy. Okay, it makes it easy, and you can get, you can, you can build your business online with this. Like I've already, <clears throat> I don't know what's going on with my voice over here, but I've, I, I went through the challenge. It was great. I've learned so much, and you can learn so much too. And by doing that, you support the podcast. 100% of the proceeds come to support the podcast. So, again, go to Linktree slash Hollow Two. Click on the button that says Support Podcast dash OFA. And if you sign up, you learn how to build a sales funnel. You can you can sell your product or your your services, and you win, and we win because you're supporting us. All right, that's it for the podcast today, people. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Ba-da-ba-ba-da-ba.